Today's episode is a live recording from a 2011 teaching from the Navaratri Retreat. Shakti Durga offers a teaching on learning to love unconditionally and some of the challenges we might encounter on the pathway to more love. Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. So let's just talk about the process for a moment of opening the heart and becoming really, really alive And how does that happen? Well, it won't happen through analysis and intellectualization. It just won't. Believe me, I tried and it didn't work. So I think we've got to look somewhere else and the obvious place is the heart. So it's not the physical organ as much as the chakra that we're really concerned with when we're talking about opening the heart. And when we do, hearts have this habit of loving And so because loving is sometimes painful, we tend to give our heart chakras directives concerning how much of that kind of malarkey we're going to have going on (laughs) and how much we're just going to shut down to that because whilst it might be really nice having all that love, the pain when it goes wrong is so incredible. The pain of loss if someone you love goes and dies on you or leaves you or any of those things, it's just so painful that I think sometimes we can get to a stage where we think it's just better not to love. And that may not be a conscious decision that's made, but I'm pretty certain that subconsciously there's a bit of that going on in most people at some stage in their life. For me, part of the process of spiritual development and growth is to get through that and to yank open the rusty gates on the heart so that love can just flow. And for that to happen, I realize that the divine design is that the doorway to love is guarded by fear. And I think it's always been like that. I think it always will be like that. I think that's the design. And that for us to actually learn to love more, it's being in that place where fear is our experience. And in that place, we feel quite vulnerable And that vulnerability to me, if people say they're feeling a bit vulnerable, I almost want to cheer and go, yippee, because it's in that place that your heart is already starting its journey into more love. And then it's just a case of how do we manage that vulnerability? It might be painful, but that it's productive and that it's productive of love. Because at the end of the day, we're happier, we're more alive And do you remember any time in your life when you were in the honeymoon phase of a relationship, when you just met Mr. or Mrs. Wright? Hopefully they were Miss, not Mrs. or... (laughs) (laughs) But you never know. (laughs) Sometimes God hides our partners in the strangest places. But anyway... um... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) 
wherever they might be, <laughs> it's opening the heart to that experience. But do you remember a time when you did fall in love? And do you remember people saying to you, what have you done? You look amazing. Do you remember that? And that is a thing that happens when we're in love. We just look like we're glowing, like it's just amazing. And from, the, from our point of view, it generally feels like everything is amazing. And it feels like not only is the beloved the most amazing creature that God ever put on the planet, but, you know, the flowers smell better and the sun shines brighter and it just seems like everything is heightened in its colour. Has anybody experienced what I'm saying? And that's the energy of freshness, vitality and love that we are trying to help you to have and that we've been through many, many, many iterations of, you know, getting the heart to open. And this isn't another bathroom analogy. This is, <laughs> this is the heart opening. <laughs> now, see, it's good for you, all this laughing. It's very good because your heart's relaxing and you're starting to feel safe. If you just check in with your inner child right now, in all the ridiculousness, I bet you anything, your inner child is feeling quite happy and safe. Is that right? So we can talk about stuff like vulnerability. Okay. So in order to get to that place, we do go through this place of vulnerability and the vulnerability is the fear that it won't work out, that they won't love us as much as we love them, that it will end, that they will leave for somebody else, that they'll leave their body, that they'll emigrate. I mean, God knows what we can dream up that's going to happen. So for me, it's about getting past those conditionalities on our love because all those things I just mentioned are actually conditions that I don't feel safe to love you unless these conditions are met. You don't run off with anybody else. You don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do that. Then I can feel safe to love you. And for me, getting to what I would regard as real love as opposed to the soft fluffies, you know, the sort of, what do we call them yesterday? Warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies, that's it. Not soft fluffies, warm fuzzies. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not a right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, is, <laughs> you've got to just get past that and, and go into a place where love is actually a very robust commodity and it's very allowing of the people that are involved in that love relationship that rather than being something that trusses us up and makes us feel like, well, I can't do that because they'll be unhappy about it and you know, they can't do that because I'll be unhappy about it. And before you know it, we've got so many conditions on our love that it isn't actually love. What it is, it's a codependent situation of, I will make you feel secure by doing this if you'll make me secure by doing that. See what I mean? And so for me, it's been a long process of prizing those conditions off one by one and coming to a place where I can love even when those conditions are not there. One of the easiest things to do is to love someone who already loves you. But it's quite hard to love someone who hates your guts. And that's really a good spiritual exercise to try and do that and to find, the, find what is lovable about somebody who's very difficult or very critical or, you know, that is denouncing you and everything you believe in. Uh, how do you be loving to that person? And whilst we can be loving, and and it takes practice, I believe, and it takes a process to get to that place of love and to open the heart, 
We also, I think, need to have the yang skillfulness by which we understand that love is something that is born of yin first. And the yin is the feminine. It is extremely powerful. Love is the most powerful thing there is. But it also requires a little protection. And that protection, for me, is how skillful can we be in our life so that that love is given the best opportunity to flourish. So that skillfulness in my life has looked like erasing negative thoughts from my mind, having regular energy healing to cut all cords of attachment that keep me in old patterns of codependence rather than love, deliberately trying to find the good in people who are very difficult. When I have a disagreement with someone to clean it up. Don't just leave it there. Clean it up. Use the energetic tools to clean and to, to do that thing that we talk about, which is to, to parent the vulnerable part of us, which we call an inner child, but it's not really an inner child. It's just a part of us that's vulnerable and has a feeling nature and no logic. There is a part of us that has a feeling nature and doesn't care about tomorrow, wants in, instant gratification right this minute and needs managing. We call that part the inner child, for want of something better to call it. And parenting that means not letting the inner child kick someone who we don't agree with. You know, no, you're not allowed to kick them. Not engaging in road rage, not having a knee-jerk reaction of aggression towards somebody who's just upset us. So these are all the ways we parent. And there's all sorts of different strategies that we can look at in seminars and so forth to to get skillful at how do you be loving. So when you take the skills, which I would regard as yang, and then you take the, the essence, which is yin, and for me that essence is that we are willing, that we decide that we're willing to face our vulnerability because it's there even if we don't face it. And most of the time what it's doing is subtly kind of screwing us up if we're frightened all the time. We make decisions that will help us not feel fear, but often those decisions aren't the right decisions. They're not the decisions that will lead to a happier and more expansive and fulfilling future. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. I